This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. What is happening, all you Wits people? Guess what? Deer season is about near here. Oh, my It's crazy. Tyler and I have been discussing what we should do for content with video stuff and with uh, podcasts and all that stuff. And we've about decided we are just tired of this and we want to go hunt. But <laughs> you know what? Um, we love y'all, so we're going to keep doing this stuff. Today, we are actually going to uh, do a ton of gear talk because right. we got some new gear and we got some old deer. Deer gear. And we got... What else are we going to do today? Oh, we're going to talk about gear and we're going to talk about... Um, uh, Something else we what? really want to talk oh, we're about. We're idiots. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? New bulls. Uh, and then we're going to talk about traveling to hunt. That's right. Traveling <laughs> to hunt. That's right. <laughs> It'd be good to know, for now, at least one of us to know what we're going to talk about. Now y'all about know on the how professional we are. That's right. That's right. We used to write all this stuff down and, and be real diligent about it, but now we're just like, ah, this is what's on our mind, so let's talk. Which is good, though, right? Because yeah. like, if it's on your mind, it's the freshest thing to talk about. There's nothing like trying to... We used to do this, and it it worked well because, um, you know, it's when those guys could be available. But we'd do like a podcast with Mark Drury, and uh, it'd be about like late October tactics, and it's like June, and you're like, how how do we talk about this right now? You know, yeah. But it works. But today, before we get rolling on our new stuff, um, we mm. do want to tell you. That if you don't know this, Michigan people rage whenever you show them (laughs) (laughs) big bucks on show camera in their own state. Just kidding. If you're one of our Michigan fans, we really appreciate you. But uh, you do have a few brethren that you need to, like, rein in a little bit because they get real mad. But uh, I imagine they think the same about us Texans, too. Probably so. Texans rage, too. So it's about... 
one to ten, and that what you kind of said that today. I think yeah. about how ragers to people who really appreciate it. So at, at most, I think. Yeah. You know, like we get. So what Casey's talking about is we have just released the Michigan Map Scout Challenge. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Uh, we'll try to remember to link in this, just like we remembered what the subjects of this podcast was. <laughs> um, but we just released that podcast, and there was a couple of people. Maybe one or two. One no, one guy was kind of like more just like telling us how awesome of a hunter he was. It's the good. other guy was telling us um, about how uh, you know. Here's the thing. I, I might have mentioned this recently, but people love to do some sarcastic commenting towards each other on the internet, and so like sarcastically, kind of, uh, um, kind of almost passively, but kind of aggressively, told <laughs> us about how we shouldn't be, you know, showing stuff on the maps and stuff. And here's the here's the deal is. Uh, Onyx has believed in us for a long time now. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud to use that app, and I think it does a really awesome job. I know a ton of people that use the app, um, even guys that are sponsored by different companies that use the app. That's right. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but um, we don't hold a whole lot back, and the main reason that we do that on these Map Scout challenges is because we're trying to uh, – you know, there, there are a lot of people that are already – subscribers or audience members here that really are appreciative of appreciative of what we do and what we show and how we whether or not you feel like we have anything to teach you or not um you can still in my opinion always learn from from people i mean i can learn stuff from a new hunter a lot of times that you know i just didn't see you know it's kind of like in the bible where jesus talks about uh, people needing the faith of children, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like you just to see things in a new perspective <clears throat> is good sometimes. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, that being said, we have had a couple of ragers. One guy, I had to, we had like some paragraph, like several paragraph, you know, conversation. And I was very glad. He was very civil, but he was also hacked. You could tell that I had Probably shown isn't spots. actually from Michigan if he's civil. Like uh, that. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but he ended up deleting his comment after I uh, told him, he, you know, he kind of challenged me like, you wouldn't do this at your home spot. And I'm like, dude, 15 minutes down the road from my house, we did the most popular map scout challenge that we've done a place yeah. that I hunt, you know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, I don't know what else to tell you. We kind of, we kind of, uh, like I said, I told him we walked the walk, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, but in this, uh, the world, this world, they tell you not to look at YouTube comments, but sometimes, sometimes you just need to just do it you Dude, know what i mean so, okay and then i'll say this i told eric today eric gentry y'all may have seen or heard of him um i told him i was like man i just i probably shouldn't have said nothing but i got hacked off last night i'm tired been up since five you <laughs> know it always like, catches you. i'm sitting there like 9 30 i'm like this dude from halfway across this nation right here trying to challenge me so i you know i responded probably shouldn't have but um i, I usually just let those slide off my back but Sometimes right. you just get in the wrong, you know, get in the wrong mood, and That's you just right. hope that you don't um, do something dumb. And I've become, I feel like, at least for the most part, pretty good at responding to people mm-hmm. without using sarcasm, and it usually turns turns them a little bit, even into the point in this case where he just deleted his comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't, and you want to see what all the fuss is about, go over to uh, YouTube and. And watch the newest Map Scout Challenge video. It's yep. uh, from Michigan, and it's a it's a real good one. We got a yeah. solid buck on there. Oh man, so. it's a couple of good bucks, yeah. man. And then Indiana will be coming out this week. And again, I'm just big thanks to Onyx for helping us put that on. It's uh, been a lot of fun. It's been a real big learning experience for mm-hmm. us, I think. And it's taught us so much. And then I start looking at some of the stuff we've seen traveling across the country because we 
have been blessed with that opportunity through our partners with you know Onyx and others. And I just think, man, this is cool. We've so seen some cool stuff. I mean, not to just go on and on about you know Onyx, but uh, the uh, crop data layer pretty much found us that spot yeah. that we went to. Yeah, we were looking know? for um, something besides corn because we knew a lot of corn was going to be in production this year. And uh, we were looking for beans and ended up also looking for alfalfa as well because mm-hmm. we weren't seeing a lot of beans. And it saved us. It did. We and found a good spot. Not only did it save us, but like I would – I'm sad to show that spot because that's like a spot I would like to go in a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know. Go but check it out. It's all right. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, you know what else is cool about uh, – modern technologies is uh the fact that we can now set cameras all across the country and just sends us high quality pictures you know what i mean <laughs> I know, we've been dude. using these Moultrie deltas and i'm not going to fluff these things either man i mean they're 99 dollar cell cam but what they can do is pretty impressive yeah. you know like you get a picture right away if mm-hmm. you can set it to right away but we do you know twice a day uploads or whatever and shoot man there's a good enough a picture that's good enough to tell you if that's a deer you want to shoot or not. Yeah. On your phone, like instantaneously. Without even high resin. Yeah. You know, without requesting the high res, like mm-hmm. most of the time you can tell pretty good what this what it is exactly, man. Resin. Which high is high resin. Which is you use that in a funny way, but the other day we were trying to describe a certain uh manufacturing process and i could not come up with the word resin you remember us talking about <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> yeah uh. but anyways yeah so those uh those multi deltas are pretty cool go check that out if you haven't guys it's uh not too late to get a couple of those out before season we're actually going to do that probably <clears throat> after our first deer hunt yeah which is coming up quick man by the time this thing releases we'll be 10 days from hunting or pretty from much. from leaving not from hunting yeah from leaving so when's hunting start Gotta, think, you got to have a weapon in your hand to hunt. Well, that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. I guess you wouldn't want to tell a game warden I'm hunting. It depends. You know on, I mean? Yeah. Like, probably different uh, levels of uh, definition to that. Because, like, you know, I'm sure when you all went on Heath Sheep Hunt, you're on the hunt as soon as you got on the on the airplane, right? Oh, dude. You're on the sheep hunt. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I used to, you know, yeah. Like, when I uh, used to get out early on Fridays to go hunting at the mm-hmm. lease or whatever, somebody asked me, I'd be like, I'm going hunting. That's right. But if you pulled into a gas station, you wouldn't tell them, I am hunting. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. You wouldn't. Yeah. It's Let me ask you all something, by the way. If I say hunting with a G, do you think it's weird? Or does it just, like, flow? And, yeah. You know, tell us that. Because, Good question. Uh, I don't ever use the G, and I kind of wonder if that's pretty normal for a lot of folks. But I think I only use it when I'm talking to somebody who uses it. Not only, I but, like, it, when I try to be a little more proper. Yeah, that's when I do. When I'm talking to a non-hunter, I usually say hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird too. Maybe maybe that's you know, maybe it's not as natural. So Dude, in high school I couldn't do it at all. Oh no. But like, you know, going to Dallas and then just meeting a lot of other people along the last few years, mm-hmm. I'm just like, Okay. Oh, I can say it if I need to. I know some killers from the Texas Hill Country that they say hunting really? all the time. Because yeah. they're German. That's right. That's right. You pronounce <laughs> the G when you're German. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Can't be Herman. German. You know. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Um, but, uh, anyways, so we have a deer hunt coming up quick and we're going to talk about some of the packing and all that stuff that we're doing for that, because I know a lot of y'all, especially, oh, we haven't talked about this yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I know a lot of y'all are going to travel to hunt sometime this season. And I took a poll, uh, an improper poll this past weekend when we did our Hagerman event. Mm-hmm. So thank you all that if you're listening and you came to that, mm-hmm. that was an awesome, awesome thing dude, to get I to do. Dude, I had so much fun. I know, dude. I've been text. I've talked to like 
six different people from that event since that, and it's been like four days, you mm-hmm. know, like it's just like made a bunch of new friends, so it's pretty cool. Um, uh, but, uh, anyways, um, it seemed to me that most of those individuals were going to travel two plus hours away from home to hunt at some point in time. And I'd imagine a good number of those guys are actually going to probably sleep away from their house. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they go on trips like that. So, um, I think it's something worthy of talking about, but we ourselves have to do some, some packing and we were worried that maybe one of the super important parts of our packing list wasn't going to be here, but alas, it has happened. Team Element has gone and gotten some new bows. Yep. We have new bows. They came in. We Tyler and I are going to be shooting uh, lead encores this year. Um Elite's not paying us, but they did send us some bows. We're real thankful for it. So uh, yeah, I, I like it I that needed way. One. Yeah, you did. I had Camlene all over the place. Yeah, and your bow's over 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, and when you and I, before a season or two ago, were both shooting bows that were like 15 years old. And um, I had a newer, you know, I have a triax that I've shot for a while, and it's okay. I don't like the shorter axle to axle, but it needs a new string and a couple other things done to it. So it's kind of like. What do I do? Do I get a new string put on this thing? But now, now we got those leads. We're going to shoot those. We're actually headed to uh, on target and Canton to put that stuff together on Thursday. But, um, anyways, uh, pretty excited to have new bows. Mm-hmm. You know, I I am not a guy who gets a ton of new stuff. A lot of new to me stuff. I think you're kind of the same way. Um, We've gotten a bunch of new stuff recently. We though. have, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. We've been getting some stuff, and but I do like the fact that. Um, you know, it's, we can do like a uh, uh, serious review of these things, and it's not skewed or anything by somebody, you know, giving us money to say things or whatever, which we don't do that stuff anyways. You know, y'all know that the partners that we have are people that we really do believe in and like ownership and products. But, you know, these elites, we just get to shoot some bows and then tell you what we think about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be pretty nice. And I, for one, am excited to have these things because. I went to that 28-inch axle-to-axle with the triax, and that was just too short for me. It just was not very forgiving. You pair that with, you know, trying to shoot fixed blades, which is kind of what I like to shoot often. I'm going to shoot some mechanicals, too, this year just to have a good even mix of everything. But, um, and... You just have a tuning nightmare, pretty much. You're Talk not, about bro. shooting around corners, bro. Yeah, for real. It's not really tuning because <laughs> everything's, everything's like how it's supposed to be, but the human error is just so amplified. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think these encores are twenty or 32 or 33. I don't remember which one. I think 32. Uh-huh. So they're kind of in that mid-range of axle to axle, which is going to be real nice, real forgiving, but also still shooting pretty good so yep. uh i'm pretty stoked about it um you got the blue one right yeah a baby blue uh, it was the color <laughs> of her eyes and the sky so uh <laughs> i figured that would be blending in kind of like um what was that guy on mortal Kombat that was kind of clear you know what i'm talking about Iceman or something nah. mr freeze uh what was his name gosh there's people screaming at us <laughs> I, right know now. It, I know it it's all right but that's how my bow is gonna look in the stand i think um i actually got um Ghost blind material and wrapped it around it. Yeah. 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 So be in good shape. But no, I have the uh, uh, Forest Brown, I think is what it's called. I think so. Um, 
It's uh, what a bear leaves in the woods. That's why they call it forest. <laughs> it's a no, song it, dog log. It does look good, though. I, I thought it looked real good. It's kind of like mocha or something like that, so it's pretty slick. You got the uh, charcoal color. Graphite gray, I think that's what it's called. Gray. It's yeah. kind of a like a light uh, charcoal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like today. It's a cloudy day. It's kind of the same color as that sky, mm-hmm. but a little bit darker. Yeah. So it's all right. Yep. I, I, I think it's cool, really. Oh, that's yeah. One you I know, ordered. honestly, man, we overthink a lot of this stuff because most of the time when a deer looks up we are an outline yeah. you know we are a um, silhouette silhouette that's what we're looking for yeah mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for you know and on, on an overcast day you know they probably can see some color up there or whatever but uh the idea is just not get yourself silhouetted yeah don't you know? be a bear in the tree <laughs> that's right don't be a big old ball up there yeah no, i'm excited man we're gonna go get those things uh tuned up and ready to go get some d loops put in them some peep sights add the accessories that we need and hopefully put what you say about 200 arrows through it we need to put air i think that's kind of the standard i mean uh i don't know what elite says um some manufacturers like to say that oh our bow you don't have to worry about string break in but that's not we're gonna worry about it (laughs) we're we're not worry but we're gonna make sure it's broke in before we head to nebraska which is in you know 10 days from when you hear the podcast so we'll have 10 days to shoot 200 arrows get everything dialed in which i don't really foresee a problem at all with that so because really once that string settles uh the neat thing about these elites is that you can tune it yourself even beyond like knock tuning rest tuning all that stuff like Mm -hmm. there are allen wrench spots on the bow to uh tweak the limbs a little bit to and like they're designed to do this it's not like something that we're just you know being like back shop kind of thing Yeah. yeah You know, so uh, <clears throat> even if things do get a little bit out of tune as string breaking or whatever happens, so uh, we should be pretty set. Mm. Um, and uh, I like, so y'all know we've kind of done the heavier arrow thing and we're shooting vectors this year uh, and really like them. I've been shooting them some at the house with my triax, but um, I like this thing about shooting heavier arrows, but also shooting a fast bow, heavy poundage. So you're kind of like... You're not shooting slow, but you're not shooting blistering fast. But it's just, it's kind of like that uh, athletic middle linebacker who weighs about 250. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's a bad mamma jamma. That's, you're talking about NFL, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't ever talk about NFL, actually. I always talk about college. But... Ain't many college guys weighing 250, but there's a few of them. Yeah, there's a few of them. I think, um, well, that doesn't matter. Y'all don't care. Uh, but <laughs> I don't want to spit off some random AM stats that no of y'all care about. Um, is it snowing outside? Yeah, I think it is. There's a there's a snow hatch going on. Yeah, out I see there. that. Yeah, it's wild. But um, anyway, so uh, that's that's the new bows we're gonna shoot. Uh, what uh what what uh, pin or sorry sight are you gonna shoot? Uh, along with the elites came CBD. C C C. It's the marijuana Y'all stuff. C K C right now. C B E. Eyes closed. That's Thinking right. so hard. That's right. C B E. Custom bow equipment. That's it. Uh, it's like a single pin engage <laughs> hybrid. I believe it's called. Um, has a lot in it. I've never shot one of those. It's like, uh, we got the. Is it a three pin? I have a one pin. Yeah. yeah. I think you got three pin. What is hybrid about the one pin? I don't know. <laughs> is it but actually called, called a hybrid? It's called hybrid, yeah. Okay. 
I, I didn't know if that was a three pin or the one. It's pin. probably a pretty good marketing word, to tell you the truth of the matter. Hybrid, but yeah. It's I think we should have a hybrid podcast. That's right. We should talk about all the hybrids. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Dude, that, actually, podcast. that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Gum it. You know what Pop calls them? Hybrids. 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 <laughs> he also calls them triple hooks. Burner. Burner. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm going to shoot triple a single hooks. pin. You're going. This is the first time you're going to shoot a slider. Mm. Uh, but you have three pins, so you have twenty, thirty, forty. How many deer am I going to wound this year? None. <laughs> New bow ten days before I leave. None. Uh, new sight that, by the way, moves all the pins. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just move the bottom pin. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make sure it's just like anything else, man. You got to have uh, kind of a you know a pre-swing routine or whatever. Like in golf, it's the same thing with archery equipment. I always look at my peep. I always look at my D loop before I draw. I mean, it might just be like a half second, you know, but you just glance and you just kind of make that a part of it, where you just check your sight, make sure you're mm. rolled to where you're supposed to be. And I like to just get in the zone. Well, you know, though, like I mean, I check it all like. When I get in the stand, yeah. I just don't check it before a deer comes in, though. What well, if you're in the I, stand? How move. often are you going to shoot longer than forty yards? Didn't never have, never actually. Have. Yeah, so like, just always leave it on that, and then when we're in Nebraska, um, shoot one at eighty-seven. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, you know, skin. if you're on the ground or you're practicing, <clears throat> but if you do have that routine of you always check in the stand, then you just check as soon as you get the stand and make sure it's rolled all the way down and roll with it. You know? Yeah. So. I think you're in good shape. Yeah, I, I, I think I am too. It I didn't just... take me any time last year to get used to a single pin slider. Yeah. No time. And, and You're smarter than me and faster no, with no. the brain. I, no. Uh-uh. I shot over a 355-inch elk's back because I used the wrong <laughs> pin, okay? So I'm not. In fact, I cannot process things well. But um, with a single pin, you don't have to worry about that because you only got one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Just uh, put so, it on him. Uh that what else? What release are you gonna be shooting this year? Uh Cobra Hook. I don't know. I Harvester? Don't, no, no Harvester's that orange one that yeah, that's Chris the... Webb and Eric got Harvesters. Yeah. Um There's a lot of people that like that one. I can't remember the name Including of it, man. Chris and Eric. It used to be called the Moment, I think. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what it's called now or not. It's a wrestling like the normal ones, but it's mm-hmm. got a hook. It's the same color as my mine, right? Yeah. Dual caliber. I, I got Jake... a wilderness dual caliber that I'm gonna be shooting. Yeah. And so, yeah. it's real light, pinch to close. I like it. The pinch to close is cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's kind of probably a easier way to get it onto the D loop without having to look at it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's kinda um, how I am with that <clears> hook, man. I don't even have to look at the D loop too mm-hmm. much to or at least long enough to like make sure everything's on there, you know. I just kind of glance at it, make sure it's still there, <laughs> yeah. and go, you know. Yeah. So uh, it works pretty good. I like those a lot. I I don't know if I I'll probably mess around with some uh, Eric or Chris's releases, you know, the thumb button thing or whatever. But I just like creeps me out the tradition, not tradition, but like the uh, I have found what works for me, and I don't care to mess with it when it comes to the release. You know, mm-hmm. it works. Yep. That's kind of how I am, too. Yeah. I used, uh, before Jake sent us anything new a couple of years ago, I, I used a Cobra for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Just the same one. Yeah. You used the <laughs> old worked. school one. It's like rusted, you know, yeah. but it still worked. That's right, man. Yep. That's all it takes. Um, so They last. Um, we're going to shoot, we're both going to shoot vectors, but we're all, we're going to mess around with broadheads somewhat. Broad, we got some new broadheads to shoot. I actually... Have procured a couple more today doing some trades. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, uh, I saw that. Yeah, it was Steve. Element DIY group. Yep, yep. That's right. I want to shoot some single bevels, man, uh, just because there's a bunch of hype around them. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, I think more this year than ever before. Yeah, I feel like too. I feel like people are on the rage about single bevels. Dude, and let me just tell you, not to, not to Let's take us it. off the rails here, but the single bevels are in the rage right now. And uh, you know what else has been in the rage? What's that? To be 100% honest, Cruiser XC. Yes. Dude, Lots of every talk. time I get on that, there's a Facebook group. I can't remember what it's called. It's about saddle hunting or something, mm-hmm. but it's like 40,000 followers or mm-hmm. whatever in that group. Dude, I'm talking to every time I get on Facebook, there's a post from that group talking yeah. about this saddle or this saddle, and there's a ton of people just going, XC, XC, XC. XC, Yeah, and I think. Chad told us. Well, Chad actually came down to the event this weekend. Chad Rice with Cruiser. Chad um, Rick. Chad Rick Rice. <laughs> Uh, he was, um, you may have heard him. He's on the po- been on the podcast once, uh, about May, I think. Anyway, um, he was down for the event this weekend and he, um, that dude is a busy man these days. He is. <laughs> he is filling some orders. I think people have realized it is probably the most comfortable saddle out there. So. Put it on today and, uh, yeah. did a video about how to hang saddle fast. That'll come out pretty soon, but mm. I just kind of stayed up there in it for a while because it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's where I need to be. Yeah. Then you went and rent a mile in it, didn't you? No, uh-uh, <laughs> I did not do that. Uh, took it off yeah. shortly thereafter. I mean, saddles are made to be worn in the tree. I've about yeah. decided. There ain't no way to put one on and just walk around on the ground and be like, oh, this is cool. I'd wear this just out on the town. <laughs> Dive pants and right. pants. <laughs> Looking like my son after he wakes up in the morning. Just, <laughs> just big take, old, a big, take a big whiz and then just go dive. running around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, anyway, broadheads. Yeah, broadheads. Um, we're both going to shoot heavier arrows with the vectors. And, and I think you're going to do mostly mechanical, if not all mechanical. Is that correct? Um. I have no plans to shoot a fix this year mm-hmm. right now, but if I get, if I'm like tagged out in December and I, I want to go hunt some hogs, I, oh, might, why not, right? I might be doing that. But yeah, I mean, what I mean, about if you end up say on the ground in some secret state, um, are you going to then consider shooting a fix because it's like close quarters and I think I'm going to shoot a sever 2.0. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what I've decided. Fancy. Um, you know, we talked to uh, Mr. Lusk a couple of weeks ago and he shot a lot of broadheads and he likes that several. He lot. does. He does. So, um, I think that's, that's, um, I think I'll get, I would think with the new bow and, you know, a fairly heavy arrow, mm-hmm. I would think that I'm going to be able to look at this buzzard about to fly in our window right here what is he doing um i I would think i would get enough especially when you're talking about like there's a good chance what we're talking about here is some plans that we've made that i'm shooting this deer at like seven yards Mm -mm, so from the ground too in the chills you better be drawn you better Mm -hmm. you better do that when you can hear because it's exactly what i'm gonna do (laughs) like once i hear him coming i'm just like you also better mentally prepared to be like okay don't get excited yeah, don't yeah. shoot. <laughs> don't, don't shoot a two-year-old. Don't shoot a twelve-inch wide deer. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, unless you want to, you I mean, know. Yeah. But um, but that's I've not seen really some giant twelve-inch wide deer, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Cody um, shot one hundred and forty-eight inch twelve-inch. I know twelve-inch wide Isn't that deer. Wild. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's probably a good choice because they have that pivoting uh, head or pivoting blade system, mm-hmm. right? So like, go around the shoulder blades and whatever yeah, else you might yeah, have to encounter. Yeah, that'll be cool. Ribs and and. Um, so I think I'm going to get a 
I found a $100 gift card that I forgot I had. It's kind of like one of those Visa ones or whatever, yeah. you know? And I think I'm going to get a sharpening system hmm. to sharpen broadheads with, which probably won't work with some of the lighter-duty mechanicals we have. But I think severs, you might actually be able to sharpen blades on severs. Yeah. I'll have to check it out and see because they're pretty, you know, they're pretty heavy-duty. We just got heads. we just got a bunch of them in the mail, yeah. so I'm <laughs> I'm ready, dude. I know, dude. Like, they look good. I'm don't leave the pin in them though. You know, you can shoot them. Oh, at a so they don't open. Yeah, so they don't dull mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, <laughs> I'd, inv- I'd inv- actually advise don't only do that like once or twice to make sure they fly good. Which mm-hmm. dude, they're gonna fly fine. Surely, right? as long as they spin right. Yeah, um, but uh, you end up tearing up a target real bad. Because it's just ripshawing all the way through there. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's not actually cutting. It's just mm-hmm. grabbing. Um, mm. But anyways, I am uh, I think I'm going to get a sharpening system. That way we can uh, sh- resharpen broadheads and stuff. You know, if any of the uh, single-piece three blades are real easy to sharpen on something like that. And then you can get a little, like, rolly wheel thing. I've been looking at KME and Stay Sharp. I think Stay Sharp's the one that John Lusk uses and likes. Um so I've been looking at those a little bit and uh, going to do a little sharpening and stuff. So. What broadheads are you getting and what are you going to shoot? Um, you try to shoot everything this year, right? Yeah, I'm shooting as much stuff as I can. <clears throat> um, we used some last year that I probably won't use again this year because the blood trails weren't very good. I uh, am going to shoot uh, some Grim Reaper hybrids. Some Grim Reaper Whitetail Specials. Mm, me some, too. Me too. Those are bad at the bone, dude. I mean... I, I just like to open them up and look at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. And so I'm going to shoot those. I'm going to shoot some. You trying to chop their heads severs. off of those? Uh, it says, uh, watch them drop is the name of is their I believe theme. it. I believe it, too. I would like to do Especially that, Especially for out west because you can see them. Uh, so um, I'm going to shoot those. And then when it comes to fixed, I'm going to shoot an Exodus, I believe, um, which I've shot in the past. Uh, the old meat bucks that come to an Exodus. I watched the meat buck last night. Dang, dude. That's a good video, dude. It's cool, man. I know, I know, like, nobody wants to go watch a spike get shot, but, I like, I wanted to. It was fun. Because I can just remember eating, you know, some ice cream and getting that call. Mm-hmm. Nothing like ice cream on the 1st of January. And then, dude, we haven't got to do a whole lot of recoveries together, and that was a daytime recovery, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. it's way we fun. We never get to do that. It's way more fun in the daytime. <laughs> Nameless, and meat, meat buck. buck, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is shot it in the evening. Yeah. But, uh, so, let's see. I'm going to shoot um, maybe some VPA uh, two-blade uh, double set called Penetrators. I might do that. I don't know. I don't know if I really need a two-blade uh, double or... Yeah, double bevel. I'm going to shoot um, a cutthroat single bevel mm-hmm. and a cutthroat three blade. Mm. Maybe some annihilators. <clears throat> maybe some iron wheels. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. If you don't shoot an iron wheel, you're not a man. That's what I hear, dude. Apparently, <laughs> uh, at least you you know don't have a social media account because that's all that's all that matters right so uh i think that's probably i mean i don't really have much of a reason to do much else except just testing out different brands but i kind of wanted to hit all the you know like uh types of broadheads Mm -hmm. you know i'm not going to shoot any rear deploy uh 
mechanicals, not because I have anything against them, but I've shot I shot rages for a long time, and mm-hmm. I know they work, but they're single use for sure. You know, mm-hmm. they thin little blades, they're one and done. Yep. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my my. How many uh, greens is your arrow going to be by the end of the, everything? So I, I'm actually kind of getting kind of tricky about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to uh, use some lighted knocks and some not. Hmm. Because a lot of these like single bevels and stuff, it's hard to find 125s or the 150s seem to be better because of mechanical advantage, but yada, yada, y'all don't care. Um, so I'm going to shoot some 150s in some of that stuff. And on those, I'm not going to use a lighted knock and I'll make up the difference and it'll be like super high FOC. And then on my 125s, I'll use a lighted knock and I'll be about eight grains difference or something like that, which can't shoot difference, you know. Uh, so uh, you really, it's, it, it, you know, out to 50 yards, you probably can't tell. That's my, man, that's my, like, that's my deal with this new bow, sighting it in. I'm like, man, am I going to just, I feel like I'm not that good at shooting a target. So, like, day to day, am I just going to be an idiot moving my sight around? And, like, I like to have all summer to move it slow. I talked yeah. about that with you the other day. Man, <clears throat> but, I feel like. You're going to get it on there. Things and you're rip. ripping, dude. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> That's the thing is this, it's just that grip is is nice. And you're going to be able to replicate it a lot. And it's just going to be pretty smooth. Pretty mm. smooth transition. Can't wait. How many deer are you going to shoot this year? Man, we total talked deers. about the team. <clears throat> uh, total deerts for me individually, slicks and pokies, right? So, yeah, your uh, heads and pokes. So um, I'm going to be optimistic because I like optimism. Uh I'm going to say four bucks and two does. Ooh, That's right. half a dozen, That's man. That's right, man. So can you squeeze in all your broadheads in that many kills? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how many I'm going to shoot, but uh, there'll be some pigs around, I bet. And, There's a uh, chance. They're liable to. We saw pigs at our... Uh, Scouting session that's the other right. day. We did. We saw some hogs big, at the Hagerman. Biggins. I know, dude. There's good always boars. that one boar at the end that's kind of like mad, tailing it up. Yeah, he, he wants came out to, and looked at us. Yeah, he wants to just let you know he really doesn't want to run off, uh-huh. but he knows it's best for him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You better know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else new do we have? We got a bunch of climbing systems. Man, we got the Stick City going on. <laughs> Stick City, <laughs> Texas. We got how many people have sent us sticks this year? So we got Timber Ninjas. Yep, early we, on. Yeah, we've got those. We've got some hawks. We've got the carbon, right? Timber ninjas? Yeah, we, we don't have any aluminum. Ninja. We have right. timber ninjas. Yeah. Carbon sticks, which are oh, ridiculous. They are ridiculous. Guys, they are super expensive, okay? <clears throat> and I would not, like, penny pinch everywhere else to be able to buy them. You know, it's you can get away with <clears throat> cheaper sticks. But if you've got a lot of money and you like to deer hunt yeah. and mobile... Dude, it is as bad as it gets. Dude, I mean, it is. they are sick, nasty. <laughs> they are sick, nasty, dude. Every time I pick up that stick, I'm like, oh my. Yes, like, I know. It's one of them things, man. Like if you're, you know, 20 years old, listen to this thing, and you don't have a whole lot of money, maybe not. But if you're 26 and you've been working the oil field since you're 18, mm-hmm. like this is the- <laughs> don't buy that wave runner. Get these sticks. Go have yes, fun. They are For cool, real, man. man. Yeah, they are. Um, they are nice. So we got those. We need some um, daisy chain for those, though, because we don't have any yeah, way to hang them. I, can, but I mean, you can buy that on some different websites or whatever. But If you have an idea of uh, what daisy chain we should buy, 
go ahead and send that to us in a message we would like to see. I, I think they probably come with that stuff, but Jason just sent us some yep. to use and didn't have any with it. So um, um, we've always we've had those muddy pros that you got a long time yeah, ago. I you, still like them. Yeah, they're yeah, nice. They are. Um, they're a little loud. Yeah. Uh, clicky clacky, but uh, as far as like <clears throat> ding ding, they aren't really that loud. I don't think, but yeah. it's just like when the steps go down and stuff. Yeah, um, they're real functional though. Got some single step stuff. Um, those are. You know, they are what they are. I used them all last season, and they work pretty good. I think mm. we decided today those might be a little bit slow. Yeah. Though, because Especially with me. You're using, first of all, it's probably the most finicky to get set on the tree. Mm-hmm. And then for every strap you run, it's one step. Where, like today, I use those Hawk Helium, I guess they are, mm-hmm. uh, three-steppers. <clears throat> and it's like... Dude, I covered like, felt like six foot with one strap. You know what dude, I mean? They're like, long, probably pretty cumbersome through the brush. We mm-hmm. hadn't used them yet. But, dude, I, I would like imagine it. if you had three of them things, there's no way. Well, you're probably getting 15 foot or close just on a straight tree yeah. with no branches in between. And if nothing. you're, I mean, I think that's even with conservative gaps between your sticks, too. Yeah. You know, like, you know me. Yeah. I'll take a five Monkey foot. Man. You know, Casey will do a crunch to get to the next one. As long as I can reach it, I can do a pull up and get up there. You know, (laughs) don't do that, guys. Uh, But uh, so, what else do we have that we Um, can use? So we got those hawk. We bought those the other day. Um, They were on sale, good price, and so we bought three of those. Yeah, you can find those Amazon on a good deal. And so we got three of those. We're gonna try those out. We've got. um, We had. We just got a bunch of XOPs in the mail as well. A bunch of XOPs. Yeah. Yeah. So we got eight of them. I've been talking to Cody on the phone some. They just did a bunch of stuff all summer, but he got back and sent me, uh, or sent us. We got some two steps and some one steps. And they seem, and we were talking about it, they're kind of the the working man's low wolf custom gear. Yeah. You know, they're not quite as light or all that, but they still function the same way. Yeah. So they slick. are. So when he says two step and one step, it's actually got two mm-hmm. steps, but like each step has either one side or both sides sticking out from. Yeah, the it pole. has that little floppy. Yeah, uh, not floppy, but like uh, kind of like hands on a clock or windshield wiper yeah. style stick. You know, you could switch it to the left foot yeah. or the right foot. I guess the original Lone Wolves were that way, I think, or something like that. Right? Yeah. The, Lone wolves that Anthony had we used in Nebraska a couple of years ago, or had that system. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, they're they're, they're cool, man. Um, they're short. They're twenty inches, I think. No, eighteen inches. Eighteen inches. So uh, they're kind of short. So I don't know. Like, we'll have to get them in the tree and see how many you know it takes to get to a certain height on a straight tree. But I would imagine that's not the biggest deal for us. For some guys, you know. Yeah. including the YouTube expert that is hunting Michigan. Um, <laughs> you need to be 22 foot in the air. Or you're not going to have a good hunt. But Man, I got to 14 <clears throat> feet a lot of times last year with single step, four single steps. So, yeah. uh, so you can probably feet? get there. So that would be like three and a half feet between each step, but I would get quite a bit on the bottom one. Yeah. So I'd have to be three feet between each step. And I do three I put foot a eighter, not much. I put an eighter on my bottom step last two years ago. 2019 and had uh i was able to hang my first step like head high almost mm-hmm. you know and then had two steps that i made out of rope it was jank you know it was it was not probably safe <laughs> but like either way i was able to get i was able to hunt 13 to 16 foot a lot mm-hmm. pretty comfortably after getting off that first step but i mean you 
you also, you know, it's it depends on how comfortable you are. Personally, I don't like to put my, I don't like to get into the stand or platform. I don't like to go too far on that. Like, like to I step like to, up too. Yeah, I like yeah. to step. I like it a small step up. It's just way easier to me. Yeah. And that platform can shift and stuff. You know, if you, uh, it's one of those situational <clears throat> deals where like sometimes you just feel like you really need it. You know, yeah. but. At the same time, this is one of the things that we talked about on this uh, scouting trip with all the guys this weekend is that um, until the leaves drop in East Texas, dude, 12 foot's kind of like where you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you get too much higher than that, you can't, can't see, see anything. anything, dude. You know? Cannot see. Yeah. I mean, and you think about this, dude. Like, sometimes um, if you got four steps or sticks or whatever, um, the further you get up the tree, the more dangerous it is to fall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when you, you're thinking about getting into the platform or whatever, I mean, if it's not, like, a place that's going to, like, hinder you from getting shots or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you're only gaining another foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how big of a difference is that, really? So, you kind of have to just it, – it's all dependent on the tree, really. Yeah, but. it is. I mean um, – you just start thinking about a little bit of geometry. You know, I'm looking at the deer. Edden's looking at me hard right there on the wall. Hang on, uh, he sees you, dude. He does. It's got you silhouetted. But like, uh, you think about what's peripheral versus what's like primary vision, you know, and a foot change is not going to make any difference until they're like 25 yards or closer. Mm-hmm. And by that point in time, they probably have already looked at you and decided if you're a threat or not. Right. Because that's the thing people don't really ever think about too much is like, Deer see you every time, mm-hmm. but they don't perceive you as a threat, and that's the difference. They may not even realize that. I mean, of course, they don't realize you're a human, but mm-hmm. they see that that you exist, right? Yeah. It's just like, like I see that deer on the wall, and I know he's not. I know he's dead. It's yeah. not like a deer I'm going to shoot. Yeah, know? it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, you just they just think you're part of the tree, right? Yeah, but they you know see what weirds you. me out. What's that? I feel like that when a deer sees you, it should it should look at a ninety degree angle to you, the way that they're built. But they look straight at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that deer's eyes don't look like they should be able to see you very well with that big old wide head. Well, looking straight at you. They. Uh, so this is stuff that's hard for us to understand as humans because our perception is so much different. We have binocular vision. Our eyes are on the front of our head, right? And I'm not going to go down any evolution spiel because y'all probably know where I feel about this <laughs> stuff. But um, deer are made where they have a broader range of vision that their eyes are, are set not on the sides of their faces, but way further around the sides of their faces, you know? So <clears throat> that deer actually is perceiving like if you took your arms and crossed them in front of you and pointed your fingers out, that's kind of where their vision goes to, right? So his right eye is seeing about 30 degrees beyond center line mm-hmm. in front. And the, the deer's brain is lining those images up to where it's almost like whenever you take your phone and do a panoramic mm-hmm. shot, you know, that's what they are actually perceiving as their normal, uh, like just what they see in their vision. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we were to do that to ourselves, it would kind of like mess with our equilibrium and be like, whoa, what's going on? You know, but that <laughs> yeah. deer can see his butt almost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and he's just born that way and that's how they live their lives yeah it's yeah. true it's wild man that's it why is. i like when that doe is down there got her head down eating corn and she's pointed you know a little bit uh quartering away Mm-mm. don't do it there's a don't good move. chance you'll still get <laughs> that's, seen. that's right man yep. if you can't I mean, the good rule is like as soon as you can't see their eyeballs anymore that's when you know you can get away with some stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? pretty much yeah. man 
Mm-hmm. It's but cool, dude. Who we talked to about this stuff? Um, Carl Miller. Carl Miller. That's Dr. right. Dr. Carl Miller. Dr. Carl Miller. And, and the one of the biggest things I took away from him is that um, he talked about how deer have horizontal vision like much more than we do. Mm-hmm. So like when we're like if I'm looking at you, I can perceive like down to your waist and above your head pretty good. But a deer is just much more horizontally inclined than what we are. So mm-hmm. like just right above, you know, horizon line in their vision, it's blurry. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like our peripherals out here. Like it's real hard for me to tell how many fingers are being yeah. held up beside my head. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're walking at 300 yards on the horizon, oh, they got you. Oh, do not get skyline. <laughs> dude, we talked about that the other day. We were watching YouTube videos of some people hunting kind of spot and stalk style, and it's like they're bumping deer all the time. Like, Man, I don't know how they saw us. It's like, well, it's because God made them to see things from a long way away, and you literally have the sun behind you. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you look like just this black thing moving around up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Black it's Panther. Like, that's right, man. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, we were talking about gear. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we got nerded out. Um, you have something else new. What uh, is it? You have a new rangefinder. Oh, yeah. I got a new rangefinder. I got a Bushnell through 1300, and it's supposed to have like a 24 millimeter um, uh, lens or whatever. Mm-hmm. What, whatever they call it. Um, Come on, camera guy. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's supposed to, like, that was one of the bigger ones I saw. So I think it's going to gather more light. I know it's going to gather more light because I've got both both of them in now. and. I can tell it's going to be a lot better, better. than your Halo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Fun I'm pretty show. excited about that. It's going to make my life easier around mm-hmm. dark. Imagine if I'm getting shots then. Yeah. So. Faux show. Uh, it, I think that's probably about it. Really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did we get any other sticks? I feel like there's another stick somewhere, but maybe uh, not. I mean, I have those old Hawk razors. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're in production anymore. Yeah. Those are solid on the tree. Yeah. But they're uh, they're pretty heavy. So yeah. um, I don't know if we'll use them too much. I might set them up at my house as permanents. Oh, we got a decoy. We do have a decoy. That's right. Boss buck. Mm-hmm. Going to use that thing maybe in South Dakota, but definitely in some of the Midwest states. Yeah. For sure, man. We're going bucks around. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's probably about as much gear talk as we need to do because mm-hmm. uh, I like gear more than you do, but I, we're, neither of us are really like just gear nuts because we're poor. So mm-hmm. thank you if you have sent us stuff in yes. the mail because uh, we wouldn't have it otherwise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. truth be told. But um, so from there, Traveling. all this stuff has to go in a vehicle. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know what? What? We made a video and shows you how to do that. Hey, did we? How to pack a truck for deer hunting. Um Video. Hey, Nameless is in that thumbnail too, isn't he? He is, man. Oh, my goodness. So, how to pack a truck for deer hunting road trips, out-of-state DIY hunts. That's the title. It's in our How to Hunt Deer More Effectively playlist on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it kind of shows the system we've used. So, if you're interested in any of this after we talk about it um, or anything we didn't talk about, it probably is in there. Because um, yeah. I just basically show everything I was carrying uh, a year or two ago. So yeah, we haven't uh, added just a ton of stuff. We've, we've <clears throat> tweaked some things. Um, what would you say is the most essential part of packing a vehicle for a trip? Um, just packing a vehicle, probably um, totes. So That's exactly what I was going with. Yeah. Yep. Got to have totes, um, tubs, totes, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and just stack them in there in boxes. So my totes that I'll take on my trip, um, or on a trip 
with me. I've got this blue one behind me. That is my deer hunting tote. It's got all my accessories in it. Real quick, I'll just talk about a couple of things that are in here since it's right behind me. Um, there is, there's rubber gloves. There are rattling horns, uh, a couple extra little camo pieces like gator, net gator. Uh, there are knives for cleaning deer. There's extra milkweed. There are deer scents. There's AA batteries. There is extra grunt calls, extra horns for the decoy. Uh, a lot of extra paracord and rope, uh, extra blaze vests. There is uh, hand warmers, an extra range finder, a couple extra steps. I got trail cameras in here, uh, which I have moved, actually. These are not trail cameras. These are extra straps. I've got extra bungees. got a little extra gas, uh, propane or butane gas. No, I like, what? I got some, uh, I got a knife sharpener, some tree steps, uh, and I have a... Uh, it's actually a fishing fillet knife set, but I use it for cleaning up some deer. Man, deboning deer with a fillet knife is pretty hard to beat. Yeah, it's a good it's a good tool. So sure. that's what's in that box. Yeah, we're gonna have another tote that's got. Well, probably maybe not. We've got a tote that's got all our trail cameras in it right now. I think that's gonna be more of like a layaway system or whatever. Yeah. Just so go we'll, have, we'll carry need. some with us out of state. Yeah. Um, I've got another tote that will have basically all like. My um, camera stuff that is pretty much field camera stuff. So like tree arms, uh, fluid heads, extra fluid head pieces, um, all of uh, like extra tripod stuff. Usually put tripods in it. And then um, I will carry, if we're camping, a couple of camping totes. So you and I both will probably have food totes. Um, We'll have Camping totes that have sleeping bag, air mattresses, sleeping pads in them, maybe some cooking supplies, a couple of uh, air pumps for air mattresses, um, and maybe like um, cooking stuff, so like skillets and pots and pans and mm-hmm. stuff like that in those totes. So I think that's all the totes, but I do have like, we'll have this hard case with us a lot this year. It's got a bunch of backup productions equipment stuff, so camera stuff, batteries, mm-hmm mics all that kind of stuff um and little pieces which is stuff that most people aren't dealing with yeah. you know so if you don't if you don't film your hunts i suggest not starting uh <laughs> we, we say that pretty mm-hmm. pretty often <laughs> but yep. uh it's it is fun but that's kind know. of i think that's kind of uh most of my totes i think i carried another tote last year that had like extra would we'll probably do this too it has uh backpacks mm-hmm so we carry a backpack for packing deer out if the state allows it and we need to pack one out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to use the deer cart. Then we can put some backpacks in there. What so. is your range for a deer cart? Um, I don't know. Depends on terrain. Depends on but terrain. like, say, half mile. <clears throat> anything over a half mile, I really don't want to have to cart the deer out unless it's pretty easy going, you know. Yeah. Which we talked about getting a new deer cart this year, and we didn't do it. If y'all have suggestions on which one to get, let us know, because mm-hmm. we have the Amazon one hits cheap and ding-dongs a whole bunch, but gets it done. Um, yeah. What about you? So my stuff's kind of like yours. Um, I don't really have that box as much with just all the random stuff in it. I kind of have that stuff spread out in different places, I think. I think I actually need to do a little bit more organizing, so I'm kind of glad we're talking about this. Um, but I'll also have a tote that um, has all my camo pieces in it mm-hmm. that I'll carry. And usually, like, on trips, I'm going to carry one layer 
more than what I think I will need on a normal hunt. That way you're prepared for the weird cold front or whatever that happens, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, for Nebraska, we're going up there. It's going to be pre-frost, you know, but it is going to be cooler than what it is here. Hopefully, please. Uh, you know, <laughs> but so um, I'll probably take, you know, what you would end up wearing in early November on a nice like frost day or something, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to kind of be what I bring. And that usually fills up a, a tote um, because, uh, you know, jackets and stuff are kind of fluffy. And then I'll have a little duffel of just like street clothes and probably my base layer stuff, you know, mm-hmm. which is going to be like those Wrangler britches and, uh, you know, microfiber shirt or helmet shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I carry my camo in a big duffel. Yeah, I need a big duffel. I might do that one of these days because what's nice about that is you can shove it places. Yeah. You know, yep. whereas a tote, you have to have that space. You yeah. Know? I need to get a big duffel like that. Like We've got so one. many totes now that are going with us that mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where, like, if you want ice chests in the truck mm-hmm. as well, it gets rough. That's what we were talking about that today because uh, we are going to bring a um, nautical device with us uh, to Nebraska and... Uh, Got a little sneaky kayak that y'all might get to see one of these days. Who knows? But um, <laughs> anyways, we um, with that, we're running out of room quickly if we want to bring two ice chests, which um, you think two Nebraska bucks to fill up two ice chests? I do. Yeah. I don't think you could fit two Nebraska bucks in one of our big ice chests unless you had them both boned out and got lucky. Yeah. But maybe. I mean yeah. – um, it's not worth the risk. I, I think if they're not boned out, then it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is like, may not have time to bone it out while we're there. Yeah. Might as well I mean? come prepared. And what we talked about too is that you can take things like tents and other larger but slightly soft um, things and put them in one of the ice chests. It doesn't have to stay cold until mm-hmm. like the second guy shoots a deer. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, you're throwing everything in the truck, just messy, going to town, getting ice, and heading home. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no hanging yep. around too much after that. So yep. you just get that done. Um, so in general, after that, we we have other things we have to put in the truck, like ice chests. We have two big igloo ice chests that we'll take with us. Um, uh, I have a Yeti 45, but uh, it's not big enough to put a Midwestern deer in. And I really... I don't know. It just doesn't seem to have much of a place in the system. You mm-hmm. know, it just, it keeps things cold, but so does ice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, there's no reason to having too much more in there. We are going to bring a soft side, a little cooler that you have, uh, because that last day we might be taking food from one ice chest and putting it in that so we can mm-hmm. get it home or whatever. Uh, and then um, bows, bows are a big concern. I know that you are a hard side case guy through and through i kind of go back and forth i'll probably bring a hard-sided case to nebraska if we have room and then by the uh, by november i will ditch my hard-sided case and be just carrying my bow in the back seat but um it depends on how many people are going on the trip and stuff like that too because last year um we had bows in the back seat and it felt like that stomped on a little bit yeah definitely did <laughs> along with cameras, <laughs> cameras and lenses and everything else cameras yeah. and lenses were broken and stomped um, on so so that's another consideration is bow cases uh i found that usually you can stack two totes on top of one another and then a bow case goes above that mm-hmm. um so that's the next question is you got right there a hunting pack that's yep. a sick of tool belt <clears throat> do you pack a pack before you get there or do you yeah. do it once you get there 
Yeah, mine's packed. So, um, and this will change because I know there's something, one or two things missing out of this pack right mm-hmm. now. But this is early season, so should be okay with most of the stuff. I've got in this pack. Got a rangefinder. I got uh, some. I got two pull cords. I've got some D clips or carabiners on them. Uh, those are for pulling up gear. And then I've got this orange stuff here, orange paracord, which is uh, for tying limbs or anything else that I need to be high vis. I've got uh, tree steps where those are legal. I've got TP. I've got uh, a bunch of cords for charging phones and cameras. And then um, I've got in the side pouch here, oh, I've got um, some um, wind, wind checker. Uh, like milkweed. a oh, okay, and then I've got a um, bunch of double A's and triple A's. I've got an extra headlamp, which is one of those little cheap clip-on hat lamps. I love those um, things, man. Yeah, they're super cheap at Walmart, worth getting because they're super light as well. You put the batteries in upside down and just use it as a backup um, to your other headlamps. But you got to have a backup headlamp. You got to have one, and then an SD card holder in here, and um, I'll put. Basically, when I get there, if I want to put horns in there, I'll grab them out of my blue tote here. Um, if I want to put, I got a grunt call in here too, and then if I want to put, uh, I'll put power in there once I get that charged up as well. So we run Anchor. Uh, I believe they're twenty thousand megahertz or something like that, <clears throat> kilohertz. Uh, like external power sources, they'll charge an iPhone about ten times or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, they're nice to have. They they weigh like eight ounces a piece or something like that. Yeah. And then I will put water and um, sticks on there and put uh, clothes in there that I need for the day. And so pretty much it's ready to go outside of, uh, I don't know if I said extra SD cards will probably mm-hmm. go in there too. And then, you know, as we go throughout the season, it kind of depends on where we're going as to whether I carry a trail camera or something or, you know, add this or that. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll put my, my, I'll put my camera probably in there. Depends on what I'm, what I'm doing. If I have a, if I'm self filming, I'd like to, um, I have this little like clip thing that goes on my shoulder. I need to figure out where that thing is. I think it's actually in there and I'll put that on there so I can get my, uh, like if I'm walking in and a, a deer spooks or whatever, so I can get footage of him, you know, or whatever, or just Ideally, tell the that story. Happen. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that. Mm-hmm. What goes in that in the uh, that bag or whatever, and I just add to as I'm on the trip, you know, if I need anything or whatever. But let me ask you this: How do you decide what goes in the cab and what goes in the bed? Um, basically, my cab stuff is like my overnight bag, all camera equipment. Um, and maybe clothes. Um, that's really about it. I think, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of nice to not pack your cab like to max capacity. Yeah. Cause then you end up like when the trail mix, it's on the bottom and you gotta either can't get it or you gotta stop and dig it out or yeah. whatever it is, you know, food. Yeah. yeah. Definitely put food up in the cab. Some snacks, food, at least yeah. you know, snacks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, how do you determine, uh, what sleeping arrangements to bring? If I'm truck camping, I'm sleeping on an air mattress for sure. There's, uh, in my opinion, no you reason to share sleep that on with a me last bed. year when we went to uh, <laughs> oh. Nebraska or South Dakota. Um, anyway, but this year I'm, uh, I'm subscribing to your methods for sure. It's a good idea. Um, yeah. if anytime you can sleep on an air mattress instead of a sleeping bag pad, that's the way to go. Um, 
and then you know to for me like if i'm if i'm hunting somewhere that's not um like below 70ish at night i'm probably not camping and i've done it i did it in nebraska a couple of years ago terrible terrible nights um but that's probably kind of where i'm at on that so basically sleeping bag and i just leave it open if i you know don't want it to be hot mm-hmm. or whatever if i get too hot um and then just basically if uh if there's like three or maybe even four of us max i would probably do like my six-man tent and if there if there's four or more we can talk about our solo tents and stuff yeah splitting it up or whatever um it's nice to have one of those solo tents around too to uh put gear in if you need to as well <clears throat> I'll probably bring mine just in case for that reason, you know, which two of us, we shouldn't fill up that six man too bad. Yeah. It's pretty it's, big. Yeah. It's nice to have. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What, so when's it too cold to sleep out? I think you're a little more, um, against camping in the cold than I am for me. Um, I don't know. Like if it's below 20, that's pretty, you know, pretty and, and not, that's uh, not really the funnest to wake up to. It's not. That's the the tough part. Like, I don't mind sleeping in the cold. It's the getting ready in the cold that's yeah. pretty terrible. We, yeah. uh, we camped in Iowa and it was like 14 degrees that one year. Yeah. And that um, was terrible. We um, had some pretty cold nights in Colorado here and there, we too. We did. Well, last year we stayed in the icebox. Yeah. Like, snowing. we were clearing snow to put our tents out. Like, 9,500 feet and snow. It's cold, man. Or maybe even higher than that. I think it was higher and, than that. I guess 10-1. Yeah, um, there was snow. So, but like, I don't know. I'm pretty, like, if you camp in the cold or if you're camping and it's pretty cold, I mean, I think last year all I did was just, I put all my stuff in the bottom of my sleeping bag and it stayed pretty warm. So I just put it on in my sleeping bag and I was ready to go. Yeah. I mean. I'm slower in the mornings than you are. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty tough for, yeah. for me to get going when it's cold. You like cold. to kind of sit and drink, <laughs> sip some coffee and stuff. And like in the cold, that's not very fun. Mm. For me, I can just go zero to 60 pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the difference. I guess it depends on your personality as to what you want to do there. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you this. If you are a guy that's running carbon sticks, you probably should just get a hotel room that's if right. you can. Why not be comfortable, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm all about that. And that's part of the reason why I say this stuff about, you know, if it's super cold or whatever, because it's like, man, we're at the age where we're just kind of past the struggle stage unless we have to. Yep. You know, like by no means are we wealthy, but you can find $40 hotel rooms in the in the Midwest, you know, yeah. in those little towns. So, Especially for a week. Yeah, exactly. You go in there and tell them, hey, I'm going to be here four days, five days, whatever it is. You know, they might give you a little cut rate. But, um, I mean, you sleep bad for four days straight, and you're not making good, clear decisions. No. You know, that's part of the reason to bring the air mattress, too. You know, it's yeah. the same thought. And you don't want to go do the hunt again. Yeah, your back yeah. hurts, and it affect, it makes you say, man, I don't know if I want to go a mile and a half in there today, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because, you know, I'm hurting, or you get up late, sore. Yeah. bust deer on the way in, in the morning because mm-hmm. you're getting, you're moving, setting your stand up in the daylight. Which, uh, I can roll a little better whenever it's, we're in a house or in a hotel room, you yeah. know, I can get up and go pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, and, uh. That makes a difference, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the sleeping arrangements. What else is a big component for out of state, like packing or whatever? I mean, uh, I would say if you're going to be traveling this year, definitely don't forget to carry a mask. 
that unfortunately, yeah. like if you're traveling out of state, because I know for me and KC, like nothing changed out here where we're from. Like no. nobody wears masks. Been walking into the hardware store for the last year and a half. Nobody wears a mask, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some people out there that are probably like, oh, these are clowns from, you know, rural Texas or whatever. Yeah. But that's what it is. And so when I go somewhere, I totally am like, oh, I forgot my mask, man. I, we did it at the airport. You know, yeah. They had to give us some. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, make sure that's another thing. If you're flying to hunt, man, uh, the airlines are going to make you wear a mask, an approved mask, and not just like a gator. I've already tried that. Um, They'll so, give you some pretty freely, though. They're yeah, pretty cool. They're about fine it. giving you, but. So, um, a little pro tip uh, it's three ply. So, if you get your pocket knife out, <laughs> actually, you don't have pocket knife because you're at the airport, yeah, but just you rip it. Rip it. You rip the first two plies off. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You get you can get real good. You can breathe way better. Yeah, um, way better. But yeah, so that would be something to consider. Um, maybe think about um meals. Meals. Like what to actually eat. We're talking about that some for Nebraska. We're probably gonna do a lot of sandwiches mm-hmm. just because they're super easy. Well, yep. not super easy because we kinda tend to put lettuce and good stuff on it. I mean, that's another thing about this, like, you know, if you eat pretty good. But don't stuff yourself. You know, you can hunt better. Mm-hmm. You know, you eat just bread, meat, cheese, sandwiches. That gets old pretty quick, you know. But you get deli meat, good cheese, some mayonnaise. I'm salivating. I don't know if you can tell. But, Man, me too. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you just get Lettuce, you some good stuff. and like, Tomatoes. You can eat sandwiches for a long time and not get worn out on yeah, them. Yeah, you know? especially if you like to do the Mikey Snyder and put chips on your oh, sandwich. Oh, yeah, give it some crunch. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, uh, Probably, uh, you're a big fan of canned soups. Yeah. I've noticed. They're easy. Yeah. They're easy to do in the evenings, and I can eat canned soup, like four of them, and get full. So, really? Know, it takes a lot. Dude, dude. A, like a real deal Campbell's, you don't go with that Progresso stuff. If you can get a Campbell's, man, they usually fill you up pretty good, man. I have a hard time. But that's why you bring like some filler, some crackers. Yeah. Rich crackers. Ramen. Make you know, it, ramen's easy too. Yeah, ramen is. We use pocket rockets, um, which are just a little device that hooks up to one of those butanes. It's pretty much buy. a portable Bunsen burner is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It, it uh, spreads out um, kind of like a mechanical broadhead. And yeah. then you just put, Front a, deploy. put a can of soup on it, heat it up, and eat it out yeah. of there with a spoon. Or you can, you know, if you got something to heat some water up in, you can do ramen in a cup. So if you get those cups, ramens not the bag ones then you can pour your water into that let it you know heat up soften the noodles and just go to town on that but you have a bunch more trash when you do those so it's kind of a give and take but when you're truck camping you have trash bag yeah especially if you're not in uh that's another thing to bring trash bags bring trash bags paper towels yeah bring lots of paper towels bring walmart bags Mm -hmm. uh for mini trash bags and stuff like that as well and uh ziplocs for meat don't want to forget yeah big gallon ziplocs are good Mm -hmm. if you get bonus stuff out yeah and you or if you want to keep like hearts or things like that too you Mm -hmm. know it's just kind of nice to keep that stuff yeah in its own deal um and then i guess the other thing to talk about is trophies yeah you know we didn't talk about that at all we actually got some tips from our taxidermists on this deal so if you're going to go do a velvet hunt um you know, if you're going to get a, uh, I guess you could do this on either one, right? But you could, um, he says the best way to preserve velvet is to keep it cold, of course, but take you a hacksaw and saw the pedicle through like three quarters of the way and then break that off. And then you got a puzzle piece to go back on the skull cap or to the skull either way. If you're going to do, he can put a little epoxy in there and make it look yeah. just like a Euro. Explain and, better why you, why, the, what you mean by 
puzzle piece, what you're trying to avoid there. Yeah, so you, you don't you don't want to shoot a 12-inch wide deer that's a giant or whatever. Let's go the other direction. You don't want to shoot a 22-inch wide, just big old South Texas monster and then cut his antler off and not really know how it positions on the head yeah. and you get it back and it looks wonky. So you know? if you cut, if you saw through completely, mm-hmm. that thing could be turned any direction technically. Yeah. It may not fit like the puzzle piece. So if you break it, a little last piece off, then it fits like a puzzle. Yeah. So it snaps back to where it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he takes a screw and screws it in there, fills that gap with epoxy, and uh, you got your deer. And, and I think that you could do that for a cape or for a Euro mount because then like you do that cut to cut the antlers off of a velvet deer that you want to, you know, cape out and do a shoulder mount on. Then you just skull cap from there and then you don't have to keep the head, which means you don't have the CWD concerns yep. and, uh, you know, clean that off. And then you just have a skull cap and then two antlers mm-hmm. and uh, a cape and you're headed back home yep. with a lot less mess, you know, it's yeah. pretty, Put your uh, put your cape and velvet and stuff in one of the trash bags so that that doesn't get wet in the ice. Tell you something, it can get funky down in there. Yeah, with, with all that yeah. stuff, you know. That's another thing. I'm going to try to think about this. Of course, I don't have a lot of time, but I wanted I wanted to make a rack that sits down like four inches off the bottom of the ice chest so that it keep your meat and cheese out of the water. You know, you know I mean? the that's one thing about a yeti is they come with that little black thing in there that's for that. I know, and I always forget, but. Dude, honestly, um, I do my best to bring frozen jugs, mm-hmm. and uh, just because then you don't have all that water. Because, dude, I've ruined so many lettuce heads mm-hmm. and cheese packages and stuff like that because they get water on them. It's just yeah. nasty. Speaking of water, make sure and bring water uh, yeah. if you're camping. Those five-gallon square jugs are pretty mm-hmm. hard to beat. Like, you know, you can fill that one up with hose water. And drink it if you need to, or just uh, use it as camp water. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to need a lot of water to cook and clean and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And we got a shower this year. That's right. Finally. We got a little solar shower, mm-hmm. which uh, this time of year should work pretty good. Yeah. I imagine if we... Uh, Towels. Might bring a towel, something like this. I always have a towel, yep. because I, a lot of times I'll dual purpose that as my pillow, mm-hmm. uh, instead of bringing a big old pillow. But if there's just two of us in the truck, I might Pillows just bring my going. pillow from home. Sure. Which I don't sleep with a big old fluff pillow, anyways. It's kind of thin, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty nice, you know, to just have Your that pillow creature is thin? comfort. Is right. <laughs> okay. Not me for sure. <laughs> Been uh, eating, um, but uh, yeah, I think that's all I can think of. If y'all have other thoughts that, of things that you want to make sure and bring or stuff to think about, oh, um, make a list. It's, yes, you, it's good. You're to keep a list with. guy. And I haven't, like, there are times when it's just hectic and I don't get to use the list. But, mm-hmm. like, ultimately, if you got the list, you got a lot of peace of mind and you don't forget much. And it just should be a running list that you have saved on your computer and on your phone and maybe in, you know, physical form so you can go through and mark it all off or whatever. But, like, definitely good to have one that runs. And basically, my list is a hunting list. So whether I'm going dove hunting, or hunting elk, like mm-hmm. I've got everything on there. I just mark off the things I don't need yeah. for that hunt. Uh, another thing to think about too is licensing. Yes. Uh, you need to make sure uh, if your state is a digital state and you can purchase your license digitally and also tag it digitally mm-hmm. because we ran into that before. <clears throat> you can purchase digitally, but you actually need the hard copy. Well, you are, you know, down a creek without a paddle yeah. in that situation, which is the right way to say that phrase. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, 
uh, you're better off just finding your Walmart or wherever to buy a license, but yep. make sure you have that with you and you know how to properly tag game in that state and then also know the CWD regulations for transporting deer here, there, mm-hmm. and everywhere. So, Listen, uh, guys, Facebook groups and The Element <laughs> yes. are a good place to to find links to information, not a good place to find information sometimes. Mm-hmm. So don't rely on somebody in a Facebook group or call I mean, call or message us or something and say, Hey, you know, can you do this on this WMA yeah. or whatever? Dude, I don't know. I can only read the rules as good as you can. The best thing you can do is call a game warden. And after that is, you know, look at the actual documentation on the website for the state. And so, you know, those Facebook groups are good, but just go, hey, can anybody send me a link? I can't find the link to such and such WMA or such and such national forest or grasslands mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know, you know, if I can use a rifle there and what time, you know, just make sure you're not asking if you can do it. You're asking for somebody to give you a link to that information, mm-hmm. to the rules. So, because, you know, we got people that ask us questions and I'm like, dude, I think this, but I am not your lawyer. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure, man. And I tell you what, um, I've done a lot of game board calling and uh, I have yet to call a game warden and regret it afterwards. I've called the game wardens and had more fun or less fun conversations, mm-hmm. but then you kind of know what you're dealing with too. So it's yeah. always a good thing. You know, like we're going to a place uh, this season where I know the local game warden is uh, um, not my favorite type of guy. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it that way. You know, people are different. And uh, so I know to keep that in mind. Well, not that I'm going to do anything illegal, but just, you know. One of those. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's always good to collect that information. But most game warden calls you make, the guys are just stoked that you actually care to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, a, and they, it's crazy. You Have you called any game warden and left a message when he didn't, and he didn't call you back within about 24 hours? No, I said that they didn't. Yeah, like mm-hmm. usually, because I don't answer my phone if I don't know the number either. Yeah, right? for sure. So uh, you'll get this <laughs> officer, blah, 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 you know, or whatever on the yeah. voicemail. I'll just tell them, hey, I'm from out of state. I want to make sure I'm doing things right before I get there. And they'll call you within the next day, mm-hmm. unless it's a weekend, you know, be smart about it, you know. Yeah. But uh, yep. yeah, usually get a call back. And who knows, man, you might make a friend. Yeah. Um, it's good to good to know green britches, you know. <laughs> it is, man. You know, last year in Illinois, I may have may or may not have told this story, but we got we had a green britches uh, um, that we met um, the first night we got there, and he was super helpful. Mm-hmm. And that you know, just because I was this is the first year hunting Illinois, and I'm having to learn all this stuff, and like you know, I don't know, but I don't think you're supposed to have guns in your truck and stuff, you know, and all this and that. And in Texas, we carry three minimum in our truck. That's right. You know what I mean? Don't mess with us. I've got one under my seat. I got one under your seat. I got one in my, you know, glove compartment. So, but like, you know, he was real cool about all that and kind of just let me know, hey, you know, he was a really, really fun dude. And I actually saw him, uh, coincidentally, I saw him uh, the the next or the day after I shot my buck and showed him the buck and everything. He was mm-hmm. cool. He wasn't, you know, he obviously he checked my license and stuff, but he, yeah. he wanted to see the buck before he ever checked my license. Cause That's he cool. just, he was like real excited that I good, shot a good dude. one, you know? And yeah. so we talked for like 20 minutes before he ever even asked me, Hey, he's like, I, I got to see your license. I know this is not cool, but I pretty much know, you're good to go because I checked you a couple yeah. nights ago, you know. Yeah. But anyway, just that's the way it goes, man. Just you know, if you uh, you should be going around doing stuff right the right way um, because that's uh, going to help us hunters in the long run and help you in the long run as well. 
Um, the rules are in place most of the time because they make sense and they're conservation oriented and that kind of thing. So most of the time, <laughs> most time. Uh, but, but not yeah. all the time. Yeah, but it's important to know the rules when you go out of state because either way, whether you agree with them or whatever, hey, you need to follow them because you want to be able to continue to go out of state to go to that place or yeah. in state, wherever you're going, right? Yeah. You don't want to lose any of your freedoms. So uh, I think with that, that makes a pretty good how to go on an out-of-state hunt podcast. Like I said, if you have anything else you'd like to add or whatever, we'd uh, really like to hear what you have to say. Or questions. Um, yeah. We're going to do another Q&A podcast here in the next little bit, a couple months. I think we're going to do those every two months or so. So yeah. probably on the way to South Dakota, we'll do one of those like late September. Yeah. So submit yeah. questions now. If you're going elk hunting, good luck, guys. I know <clears> a few of y'all are that I've talked to. So uh, we're not going to do it this year. We're going to go shoot to some big velvet bucks instead in, uh, All of them. in uh, one of these really cool states up north. So <clears throat> I want y'all to have a great week because you need to shoot your bow. You need to get dialed in, and you need to get excited because mm. season is here. Yeah. We about to rock and roll. So remember, this is your element. Live in it. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. 